Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is up on a Sunday? That's weird to say. We appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator here is Colin Brister. Wild weekend of basketball, baseball, a lot to get into. We are dropping this on Sunday, given Selection Sunday. It's basically like a holiday. Um, It might be the only day of the year John Rothstein has sex. Um, But special day. Should be a lot of fun. Um, We'll break down the tournament bracket. Ole Miss's opponent, they draw a nine seed in Columbia, South Carolina. Um get into some baseball at the end, answer some Twitter questions, it sounds like, um, and a lot more stuff. So we'll just kind of see where this takes us. What's up? Not much. How was how was your weekend? Um, it was fine. I I mean, I worked Friday, Saturday, and today. That kind of stunk. That's, that's but, the life. Um, I got this weird back thing going on. I got to the point now where if I don't sleep in the correct position, my back hurts. Does that mean I'm getting old? Yeah, I was going to say, so that means you're old, right? I don't know, but it, I like I had like trouble getting up this morning. I was like, man, it really, <laughs> it really is downhill after 21. Anyone over the age of like 30 listening to this, though, is going to roll their eyes at that notion. But nevertheless, I'm decrepit. I could barely walk, but I'm making it through anyway. God, um, Thank God you're persevering. Yeah, uh, my service is hopefully appreciated by everyone. Um just kidding. I'm probably fine. It's not even that big of a deal. Um, so where do you want? To, I guess we'll, I mean, we'll basketball. Start, yeah, I'll start with some basketball. Uh, that seems fairly obvious. So, Ole Miss, the waiting is over. Ole Miss knows it's postseason fate. Uh, I was at the pavilion for the watch party. Um, they announced, you know, when Greg Gumble. That was the Gumble, right? There, yeah. You know, okay. It was Gumble. Um, well, I didn't know which Gumble. Um, I oh. kind of get them confused sometimes. <laughs> so he announces it. They all go nuts. Ole Miss is an eight seed in. Columbia, South Carolina facing Oklahoma. I got a column on Super Talk FM. I have a story with like information as well. Um, you can find that all that at supertalk.fm. You can find on Facebook, Twitter at BS Rippy R I P P E. Lots of places. So my initial reaction is a pretty good draw for Ole Miss because Oklahoma's not that good and probably wouldn't be in the tournament in a normal year. Uh yeah, fair enough. I don't I don't think Oklahoma's that good at all. Uh, I can't remember what they did in the Big 12 tournament. They weren't there long because I don't remember watching them play. Oh, they got beat by West Virginia. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really good matchup for Ole Miss. I don't think Oklahoma's a really great offensive team. Um, so, yeah, it's it's if you're having to play a non-seed and you're just looking to win a game, it's probably as favorable as matchup as you could find. They don't rebound the ball particularly well either, which is a plus for Ole Miss because Ole Miss doesn't do that very well either. But So, Oklahoma has lost – Back-to-back games, they lost at Kansas State to end the season. That's understandable. Um, and then lose against West Virginia, as you mentioned, in the Big 12 tournament. That seems suboptimal because West Virginia sucks. Um, <laughs> but they've lost, what, three of five to end the year. They had a stretch where they lost. So they've had a weird season. So they get ranked. They lose back-to-back games against Kansas State and Texas kind of fall out, win two in a row, and then they lose – one, two, three, four, five games in a row that nearly derailed their season. Um, and then they go, what is that, four and three in their last seven? So not great. Like, the five in a row seems concerning. Um, but it looks like you're catching a team that hasn't really played good basketball in, like, almost two months. Yeah, and I don't think at their highest level they're that good. Like, when they play well, I don't think it's that um, great of a basketball team. Oh, excuse me, that great of a basketball team. So, yeah, you you go into uh, South Carolina on Friday. Do you know do we know when they play yet? 
Yeah, eleven. It just got announced eleven forty in the morning. Okay, well that'll be uh, fun. Twelve forty Columbia time for those of you going to the game. Obviously, understand how time zones work. Eastern <laughs> time. Um, I for one am pumped about that because that means I'll get to watch some basketball on Friday. Yeah, you'll get to watch Virginia uh, afterwards. Are you going to stick around for that? Um, I would kind of be enthralled to watch Virginia play live. I'm probably going to go find somewhere to drink a beer <laughs> afterward, honestly, and watch some basketball and relax. There but you go. Fair enough. I might stick for How far of a drive is, is Columbia? Seven and a half hours, but my uh, esteemed boss, Will, Will East, just informed me that they are booking flights. So How about that? I'll be going in the air rolling big baller <laughs> style. That is why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> you get to. Um, you so, leaving out Thursday? Uh, no, so there'll be a media op, I would imagine, I think Wednesday. Oh, look at you. Um, so you get to watch ball all day Thursday. Yeah, so I actually, I need to probably figure out the times on that because I now that you say I'm not, anyway, not not relevant. <laughs> I'll be there don't care. early in the week. Yeah, no one cares, Um, but I'll be there. So if Ole Miss were to win the game, we were discussing beforehand, Virginia is not the worst matchup. Well, I, th- I feel like you're just of the one seed. I feel like you're discounting Gardner Webb. Uh, yeah, I don't have Gardner Webb winning that one. <laughs> you don't think uh, it happens two years in a row? No, I can say that with some <laughs> form of confidence. No, if there's a one sixteen upset, it's not uh Virginia again. I feel like they'll. I feel like Virginia might just beat Gardner Webb by forty. See, that's the misconception <laughs> with this Virginia team because everyone's like, oh, ho, ho, they lost to That doesn't matter. That brand of basketball doesn't work. They're the best there team in the country. There may be something to that theory, but they actually run offense this year and yeah. they score very yes. well. I say actually run offense. I, that's not it. They can score. I've been the biggest proponent of Virginia's style wouldn't work in March and. I don't think the way they played up until this year would have, but they can score this year. Like Kyle Guy and uh, Jerome, I can't remember his first name, Ty Jerome maybe, um, can really score the basketball. So while, yes, Virginia's, I think Virginia's the best team in the country, um, I also don't think it's possibly the worst matchup for Ole Miss. Duke was probably the worst matchup if you're getting a one seed. Um, uh, yeah. Um, we had someone on Twitter ask us, and I'll ask it in a different way. <laughs> How would Zion Williamson fare against Dominique Kolonichek? Okay, how many a chance? How many how many minutes does Dom play? It, 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 when they, when they play in the national title game, how many minutes does Dom play? Um, like five. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Dom, um, Dom plays five minutes. I've got Dom for thirty and ten against Williamson. Thirty thirty what? Points in basketball? Yeah, uh-huh. I, I think he's cramming it down tomahawk style. Um, <laughs> Zion may wish his ankle hurt after that. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so anyway, but we're off the rails already. So, an interesting matchup. Oklahoma doesn't rebound the basketball particularly well. They score it okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, I mean, this is the best way to put it. Um, guard play. They can go into funks offensively, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Christian James is all right. They've got a kid that can shoot it. Um, I can't remember his name. That is some in-depth scouting. I mean, I've just watched him play a few times this year. He's probably their best three-point shooter. Um, that's he, he can really shoot it, but that's about all I can tell you about Oklahoma from just watching them a few times. Yeah, so... I mean, no, I think Ole Miss wins Friday. Do you? Yeah, I do, actually. I, I do. I think they... Uh, I think this team's going to play a little bit looser, too. Yeah, and the time also, that was one of the things I want. The time off was probably a good reset for them because they're getting a full week off. They weren't playing that great of basketball headed in. So, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I do. I think this will be good for them. I think they'll go in loose. It's a gym they've already played in before. Which wait, is it really? Yeah, that uh, it's South Carolina's. Are you sure? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Terrence Davis said, "Quote: I am good friends with the rims there." <laughs> okay. Um, fair enough. I didn't. So, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, and you're also the guy you're thinking of is Brady Manick. He's yeah, a forward. That's shoots exactly. at about thirty-five percent. Oh, not that uh, great. Yeah, they got uh, Jamal Benemy at forty percent. Oh, so. They shoot the three deep. They got a couple guys that shoot the three decently well. They don't necessarily shoot it well. Well, 34.2% is not bad. Not bad. That'll that'll be about 40 against Ole Miss. They make 69% of their free throws. That's nice, but not not good. Um, Shoot 44% is the team. They turn it over 12 and a half times a game. That's where I think Ole Miss could make their hay. Just turning their backcourt over a lot and transition. They don't really turn teams over a ton. Um and they they twelve assists a game as a team seems suboptimal. Yeah, that's a like lot of uh, one side one pass jump shot type of deals. That is uh that, that feels like that wouldn't work too too regularly. No, and for a team like Ole Miss that doesn't defend the perimeter well, the thirty four point two percent from the three point line they're shooting is a little bit concerning. But twelve point seven assists a game is not. Yeah, I I think it's a really good matchup for Ole Miss, as we've said. Oklahoma's – I mean, when I saw that match, like there were some non-seeds that uh, if you're Ole Miss, you don't want to play. Like I wouldn't want them to play, uh, you know, UCF, who's got a 7-7 giant in the paint and is not going to let you get to the rim, um, you know, and make your lock strictly on three-point shooting. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a really good matchup for Ole Miss to win a game. And, look, if, if you win a game, it's it's one of the best seasons in Ole Miss basketball history, history frankly. Um, and then just go play Virginia, roll the ball out, Manny, go shoot a bunch of threes and hope they go in. Because, like, I mean, I hate to – because, I mean, we're, if Ole Miss were to win on Friday, we probably wouldn't podcast before uh, they played Virginia. What is the game plan for Ole Miss to beat Virginia, if, if it comes to that? Have – all three guards lose their minds and hope. I mean, I don't think they can defend Virginia. Yeah, that's court. my worry. I think Virginia's going to score at would score at will. I mean, you just have to hope. I mean, Virginia is susceptible a little bit to athletic guards that can shoot, which sounds like an like I mean, that sounds fairly obvious. Most teams would be, but point being, they don't necessarily like that would be kind of their kryptonite more so than some other teams as to how they're built in terms of like one seeds Ole Miss would face. So I think that's the blueprint. I mean, I don't think obviously not very likely, no. but like. That that's you just gotta hope Tyree Davis go off and you win a game in the nineties because they don't really they, while, they're, <laughs> while they're better at scoring like uh, Virginia scores the ball better this year I say nineties that's a little exact I was gonna say Virginia 80s, plays so slow but I they don't, don't like Virginia doesn't want to get into a game like that so I think you would just try to have to run them off the floor and hope you make a yeah I think and, and what's crazy is I think the only way for Ole Miss to uh, beat Virginia is also the way they get ran out of the gym is to get beat you know eighty to forty three. And just try to run them because if you don't make shots against them, you're done. So yeah, it, I mean, if that was to come to that, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, and we've got all week to break this down. We'll probably have someone from Oklahoma come on here either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on travel schedule and things of that nature. Um, so, but big picture, it's an incredible. It's 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 really incredible that we're just like talking about yeah. Ole Miss getting to this in year one. I mean, Kermit Davis won SEC Coach of the Year for a reason. You know, I kind of wrote in the column afterward, it's like they're a flawed team, but he basically built around three guards and got every other piece to kind of be the best individual version of themselves. And it took every single one of those guys being the best individual version of themselves to even have a chance. Because there was some good fortune here. They stayed predominantly healthy. Yeah. Like it, They're a team that could not have absorbed a single long-term injury, much less multiple. 
Yeah, I mean, well, they they did a, a you know sustain one in Franco Miller, and that, that if they'd had another one, they would have been up a creek because you're playing Devontae Shuler and Brian Tyrese only at point guard right now. Outside of you know, I guess DC gives them five to six minutes a game. So yeah, it was it was probably the best coaching job in Ole Miss basketball history, to be honest. Yeah, I'm only 24, so I, I don't I don't I don't have a ton of memories from beforehand. I mean, Rob Evans kind of built things fairly quickly sure. and stuff like that, but I would I would tend to agree because. If you had told me this team won 20 games and 10 SEC wins, I'd have been like, oh, I'll have what you're having. Yeah, and um, you know what's crazy is we made so much out of, you know, them beating Missouri. I don't, you know, just kind of looking at it, they were in. Like, even with a loss, that team that team makes the NCAA tournament. They might be in Dayton. if They, they may be in Dayton, but I'm just kind of looking at it right now. They're, they're in over Arizona State and St. John's, for sure. Uh, St. John's had like a 65 net. Arizona State was in the 60s. I think Ole Miss is probably in the 42, 43 range. Probably so. And, you know, it's interesting because the, more so than anything else, like they are what they are from a con- team construction standpoint. Like they're a flawed team. They don't have great post but, but plenty of people are in this tournament. Well, yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. I'm just talking about how Ole Miss got here and like the – like there was such a small room margin for error because they don't get – they don't get great post play at all. They've got three guards, one of which is kind of a loose cannon sometimes. But <laughs> – and then really, no. I mean, they have absolutely no depth. And for them to go and but but beyond all that, it was a mentality change. You're talking about a team that the same team essentially that quit on Andy Kennedy last year, lost 13 of 14 games. And it was interesting. I asked Kermit and a couple of the players, asked Breen and Terrence, kind of when they thought this was a real possibility. And it was the first SEC win at Vanderbilt. And I remember that night. Obviously, Vanderbilt turned out to be horrible, but they were a feisty team at that point. And you could just like we were seated in the me- seated in the media room after waiting on them, and you could hear them screaming through the walls in the locker room <laughs> afterward after that win. And I think it was just to kind of like they talk. Kermit talks so much about being able to go on the road and win in the SEC, and this was kind of a mentally weak, mentally fragile team. You would you thought coming into the year, and that mentality change, like what they went six and five on the road this season. Mm-hmm. They were a good road team, and that five that's and more SEC, indicative yeah. of anything Kermit's done than. Like, like of course, on-court has been great, but the, getting them to change their mentality and develop kind of a mental fortitude that they didn't have was the biggest reason they're here, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Kermit just instilled toughness in them. You know, that's his go-to word is uh, toughness. And he just kind of instilled that, you know, physical, mental toughness in them, into him when he first got here in March. And you look up a year later and, and you're Ole Miss is in a place that, frankly, nobody expected him to be before the year. Um, I don't think Ole Miss – like, Talent-wise, was the 14th best team in the SEC. But when you put it all together, it wasn't an unfair projection by the media to have them 14th no, in the of SEC. Not. They were, I thought they were like, I, awful. I thought if Ole Miss, I thought Ole Miss was probably the 10th or 11th best team, uh, it, well, just for, just from a physical ability standpoint. But when you factor in how mentally weak that team was last year, I mean, it just looking at what from that standpoint, what Kermit did, it's kind of amazing. I don't know, man. Who do they have more talent than top to bottom? Maybe A and M. Uh, A&M. Maybe Missouri? Uh, yeah. After they lost Jonte Porter, for sure. Maybe. But that's that, to me, that's a maybe. They certainly didn't have more talent than Vanderbilt. When no, when Garland was healthy. No. Um, but you've got three really good guards, man, and that, that does play. Now, those guards, two of them, were not uh, mentally checked in last year, to be completely fair. Yeah. and But, uh, but just looking at it from this lens, what – roster is Kermit like like if Kermit obviously had no ties to these kids he never met the kids the day he takes the job someone's like 
here are all fourteen, all thirteen other rosters in the SEC. Which one are you not trading Ole Misses for? Um, ooh, that, that is that's a fair question. It's probably none, to be honest. <sighs> South Carolina's not that talented, are they? I mean, they, yeah, they had a lot of senior leadership. It, Silva and Granite. You're not going to trade. You're not going to take two really good seniors. So, yeah, maybe them, maybe A and M. But other than that, point being is like. I mean that we're all saying two different versions of the same thing, but like Ole Miss was not supposed to be here. No, absolutely not. Uh, it's incredible coaching. That's why I won Coach of the Year. And look, this season is probably going to end on Friday or Sunday. But it's uh, it's been one heck of a uh, season from a from a wins and losses standpoint. Just kind of seeing how these kids have rebounded after that atrocious season last year. I tend to be more pessimistic when prognosticating things, like just in general. But I actually think it in uh, probably Sunday. Like I, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win Friday. Um, and if you look up and Virginia's up two at halftime on Sunday night, I'm not stunned there either. Now I think I, I don't think they have much of a chance to beat Virginia. I don't necessarily either, but they could. They could. I think they could actually scare them a little. Oh, absolutely. Bit. But it, like if you're playing a Duke or a Gonzaga, to me, it's a different story. Well, they would run you off the floor at some point. Like Virginia's never going to run you off. I don't think. Yeah, man. If I'm not saying it like Ole Miss aside, like if Virginia had lost loses to an eight nine in general this man, you gotta this look, year, you gotta, you gotta start searching. answering some hard questions about Tony Bennett's philosophy on basketball and how you approach things like that. Because well, I, and that's what you know. I mean, not to get too far off track, but if they let's just for a second pretend they do lose to Ole Miss or Oklahoma, I don't know what else because I don't think that. It would be a style thing. I think you would just get beat because, like we said, this Virginia team can score. So I don't, I don't know where they, what would you know happen from that standpoint. Yeah, but that's two of the better teams. This is the best team he's had the last two years, and you won one tournament game. If they do lose to Ole Miss or Oklahoma, oh, I, I completely like, agree. This, be... this is the best Virginia team he's had, and I don't think anything short of a Final Four is kind of. I think anything short of a Final Four is kind of unacceptable for them. So we'll get into all this stuff a lot more um, matchup wise. So you want to go through the? You want to answer the questions or go through the bracket? Oh, uh, let's let's first? answer some Twitter questions. Okay, I don't have those in front of me. Do you? Uh, I can certainly pull them up if you give me just a second. Actually, let's just go through the bracket then. I'll pull it up. Somebody wants to know how many points could you score on Bruce Stevens? Me zero. Zero. Um, a competent athlete above five nine, one hundred and thirty five pounds. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how to answer that one. You can. Well, how many would you score? Uh, zero. Like if Bruce Stevens didn't want me to score, I would score a whole total of zero. I might could get fouled. Maybe he reaches in. Yeah, I just have trouble projecting any sort of success for myself considering people once mistook me for being handicapped in some form while Do, playing you, a high school basketball You want to tell game. that story or no? no I, oh, God, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told this. Oh, I think I told it on air a while back. So... Actually, you know what? Should I do it another day? I think you should do it. I mean, this is probably going to be the best time. So long <laughs> if they're listening yeah, at this point. I mean, it's Selection Sunday. Basketball's in the air. Um, <laughs> what I did was not play basketball. I don't think you could call it that. But, uh, yeah, so I decided to play. I went to a small private school in Jackson. <laughs> and I decided to play basketball my senior year because that's what you can do at private schools. Like, in public schools, you can't just be like, hey, I'm going to play basketball. So you didn't play your freshman, sophomore, or junior year? No, I did not. <laughs> um 
and the I'd been a manager, like like manager, not manager. Like I helped them with some stat stuff and things like that as right. a junior. So the coach kind of had like I don't know if soft spots the right word, but he's like, yeah, sure, you can join. <laughs> and I was absolute. I, I, they don't want me swearing too much on this podcast, so I was terrible. We'll leave it at that. That's about as G-rated <laughs> as I can make it. Absolutely awful. So what would happen is is my friends who did not play basketball would go up in the stands at the student section and start chanting because we were pretty good uh, that year. So like we would basically the athletically gifted kicks would kick the shit out of the other team, and then <laughs> when we were up like thirty. Like they would start chanting for me to get in the game. Like our coach hated that. Like absolutely <laughs> really? despised it. Yeah, because like I mean, think about it in his mind. He's coached the team to a sizable lead, but the main show hasn't begun in the eyes of the fans. Like it has to be a weird dynamic. So what? So happened, they, are they chanting Rippy or Brian? Just all kinds of different things. They chanted like Rippy, like Brian, or put him in, or like like Rippy for president. All kinds this of stuff. Great. Like they got creative. It's a one game. We were playing Pillow Academy, and I actually have this on video synced up with the radio announcer. We'll have to get into that at some point. It happens, and they won't stop chanting, won't stop chanting. Finally, he just kind of like grabbed me by the back of my hair and was like, you're in. And I was like, great. Like, he's pissed, and I haven't even checked in. So <laughs> is, it, long- this is, is this your first game all year? Uh, no, I'd played in one or two more, but hadn't even sniffed a point. Okay, um, all right. So basically, fast forward, I play like six minutes, and with about 25 seconds left in the game, I get kicked for a corner three because the defender left me because, like, I didn't pose any threat to do anything. (laughs) And I threw one up, and the ball, actually, I swear on my life, it slipped out of my hand. And so I was like, oh, God, like, that might not hit anything. And then, like, it got closer and closer, and I was like, oh, man, that went in. (laughs) And people lost their mind. Like, people were throwing bottles in the stands, like, screaming, like th- this score, it's eighty-four to forty at this point. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, and people are losing their collective mind. It's the biggest bucket of like, the game. No one knew what to do with their hands, and they stormed the court afterward. And, oh like picked God. me up, so they stormed the court after an eighty to forty something win. So I'm embarrassed beyond belief. I like, like squirm, asked to be put down, run in the locker room, shower change. I think the night's over. And I noticed when I was picked up that some of the opposing away fans were standing up and clapping. And I was like, that's kind of (laughs) weird. So I think the night's over. I shower. I go back out and talk to my parents afterwards and think I'm about to go home. And the stands are visiting stands are still there. Like, it's still intact, partially. And I was like, and they start clapping again when I walk back out. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And after about five minutes, like, talking to my mom and getting a bunch of weird looks and hearing people talk around me, I kind of figured out what was going on. And, like, they thought I had some sort of disease or condition. Not that I was bad at sports. They just thought that I was not dealt a full deck. So I, so, so you're scoring zero on Bruce. Yes. I, that's a long way of saying I'm scoring zero on Bruce. We've already spent too much time on this. Next question. Uh, Austin Miller for Saturday starter, yes or no? Um, No. I think no. Mike wants to keep him in the pen. It's, I mean, so Mike Bianco said after their game today that Ole Miss was – uh, or that Zach Phillips was starting in the midweek. And who's going to start the other game? Name. So I, Doug Nikhazy's starting, I think. No, who's starting the other midweek game? Do we know? Uh, Fowler. Fowler, okay. Um, yeah, I think Doug Nikhazy's – it's either Doug Nikhazy or Connor Green. I think it's Doug Nikhazy. Nikhazy's uh, had, already had experience starting, projects better. I, I'm not touching what Austin Miller's doing right now. Like absolutely in terms not. Of like, just let him do his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's dominating right now. Carve it out. Nikhazy's already started, been good against a quality opponent. Louisville, what, he went six innings. Had three a runs, tough yeah. first inning, gave up three runs, was pretty good. So it's probably Doug Nikhazy. Next. Um, we've already kind of ma- answered how they would match up against Virginia. Uh, does Gonzaga make the finals? Uh, well, let's rephrase. Does Gonzaga make the final four? 
Um, Their two seed is Michigan State. Oh, I'll go no. You, you, you I like Michigan, Michigan State? State. Okay. Yeah. They're flawed, but that team, uh, I think I saw someone describe it as uh, as you would have to shoot them in the, like basically put, like literally shoot them to get, the, like for them to die. Like they just keep coming and coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll have to answer this because I am not a golf aficionado. Uh, after Roy's win today at the Players, do you like him for the Masters? If not, who do you like in general for the Masters? Uh, that's the, in golf, that's so tough. Though. Yes, I like Roy's chances at the Masters. Look, there are two players on earth right now that their highest gear that no one else can touch, and it's Dustin Johnson and it's Rory McIlroy. I will agree with that because of little watch of golf as I've watched, Dustin Johnson looks like when he plays right uh, that he's the best in the world. Because he hits the ball so far, he just yeah. does things other can do, and he can. It's just, my very educated golf dismantles opinion. Dismantles golf courses. Rory's kind of the same way, and Rory's got a little like fu to him when he plays golf too. He's a super nice guy off the course, but like he's a different guy on the course. So yeah, I do like his chances. He'll be going for the career grand slam. He see the people's common misconception in golf is like. Uh, like Rory had like five or six top fives in his last like eight events coming in. He had been playing good golf for like five months. It's just winning is really, really, really hard, and you have to have some things go your way. Um, glad he won today. That's cool. But yeah, career grand slam. It's a cool storyline. I think uh, I, I'd probably. I don't know if like like there. I would have four or five favorites, and I'd have to sit down and look because I don't turn on the Masters till it gets here April. But. Yeah, I, I like Rory's chances. He's definitely in my top three in terms of favorites. How many uh, SEC wins for the baseball team? Oh God! Oh. I think this is a fair question because no, is that the fair. was that the most unimpressive uh, series victory of all time this weekend? We'll get to it later, but they 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 got some issues. Um, <laughs> right now, sixteen to seventeen. I don't think they're fifteen and fifteen back just because how the schedule works out. They get Tennessee, they get Missouri. They get Florida, frankly, who I don't think is very good right now. I'll say 16. You go 16? I'll go 17. That hosts a regional. 17 does. 16 on the line. I don't know, man. 17 would be pushy with their non-conference. Yeah. I mean, you just have CRRPI and stuff. It's too early. Look at that. Yeah, I'm, you go 16. I'll go 17. I think they figure – because I think a lot of their issues are fixable, maybe. Um, but, yeah, we'll get to it in a minute. I think that's all the Twitter questions. So that was it? I think that's it. That's all I see. Okay. I mean, there are some more, but I don't think I can repeat them on my Uh Oh, what are they? Uh, I, I really don't want to get into them. <laughs> I'm about to find them if you don't. Uh, rip. Somebody asked which I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Yeah, but I don't have – I can't get in that day. That definitely just got picked up, by the way, on the mic. What? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, just get somebody to edit it out. <laughs> I don't want anyway, to. Anyway, we're going off the rails here, so that's all the questions. Um, so, I guess we'll get to baseball now. That's really kind of um, all we've got. So, Ole Miss wins two out of three, wins a one nothing game on Friday night, played – Saturday was one of the worst baseball games I've ever watched. Well, it seems like we keep saying that. Oh, it was atrocious. Um, <laughs> and then they kind of put it together. And to their credit, after, you know, Mike kind of ripped them after that last game. Oh, did he? So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, after the Saturday game, deservedly. So they responded in a big way on Sunday. They 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 just kind of pummeled Alabama. Um, so they scored in five of 26 innings this weekend. So this team has 25. issues. See, yeah. To me, that's not that. No, it's not. But so, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So this. 
this team has issues. Let's start with the positives first. What were the positives of this weekend? Will Etheridge, secondary stuff, held up against an SEC opponent. He looked the part of a Friday night guy. Gunnar Hoglund? Yeah, Gunnar Gunner, uh yeah, Hoagland was good as uh as good. I mean, that was the best outing of his old yeah. very brief old Miss career. Goes five innings, strikes out eight, um, walks one, swing and miss stuff was there. Looked just in general, looked more comfortable on the mound. Greg Kester went three for four on Sunday and two for five on Saturday. That's another good thing. Yeah. He's hitting over two sixty now. Um, so that's three good things. Now the bad. Uh, they don't have a Saturday starter. Zach Phillips is not very good. I'm not gonna like stand. I'm not gonna be a Zach Phillips stand here, but like he gets no help defensively. Mm, I don't none. know like what the deal with that is. Like he didn't help his own call Saturday. He only gave he gave he didn't give up an earned run. He gave up two unearned runs. Mike kind of had a quick hook with him because I think well, he, he walked three. Could go sideways, and then he walked four batters total. So he didn't help himself out. But man, like the uh, Zabowski error in the first was harmless, but that ended up actually getting rescinded and didn't count as an okay. error. Mike um, called. You mean Mike crawled the press box? Yes, that's probably what happened. If we're being honest, because college baseball fielding percentages are just a farce. At some um, point, are you a little bit worried about Zabowski at first base? He had an error today. No, I think you're just. I mean, no, I think you're just taking what you can get there. The bat's too good. You'll, oh no, he can hit. He stays in the lineup. The, well, yeah, that. But the bat, the the. Who else are you playing at first base? I mean, if you're gonna do the Elko DH thing, you could play Elko at first. Is he any better at first base? I don't know exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, no, not necessarily. Not really concerned. Um, so Zach Phillips is not good. Uh, when an inning in two thirds, um. They have no bullpen outside of Connor Green, Max Chofi, uh, Austin Miller, and Parker Gracie. Um, Houston Roth was okay today, which maybe that helps out. It wasn't a meaningless outing. Maybe it's not from a confidence yeah. standpoint. And I even, hate to be too negative when they won two games, but it Chofie, was even Chofi's kind of he got well, rocked he, at Louisville. He did, but he, he was, was better. Okay he was good weekend. Saturday. Yeah. Um, because if you're gonna move Nikhazy to the pen, you're taking a bullpen off. I mean, yeah, to the rotation. You're taking a bullpen arm out. Yeah, I mean, I guess I agree with that statement. I was trying to see if there's anyone I could justify in there, but there's really not. So, yeah, and then the offense disappears for long stretches of games. Yeah. They collected three hits in the final, uh, I believe, seven innings of that ball game on Saturday. Jesus. Um, left, left multiple runners on base in the – Fourth, sixth, seventh, and eighth inning. Well, Alabama walked the park on Saturday. That was the only reason I had a chance. Yes, I and mean, Ole Miss, the, to put it in coach-speak terms, the timely hit eluded. <laughs> the timely coach, hit was not coach, there. Coaches love to say that. Oh, so God, it makes me roll my eyes. That was not good. No, it's look, if you had offered two of three before the weekend, they probably take it. But there's been no there's no no answers to the questions that they had coming into this weekend. And look, they're going to Missouri this weekend. And while Missouri is not a good baseball team, Missouri starts three left-handed pitchers. Um, Ole Miss does not hit lefties well. They didn't hit the Bama only threw one lefty this weekend, and that's probably a good thing for Ole Miss. But Ole Miss didn't hit him. So, I don't know. Going forward, it's well, it's going to be interesting. I would say one question is beginning to get answered because Hoagland looks like he's figured. Oh, Hoagland is staying he's in the rotation. To out, I think he's learned how to pitch to college level hitters and looks more comfortable doing it because, like, he for a while he's just kind of getting by. Like he like in high school, I feel like like his fastball was better than anyone else's, and yeah. the kids couldn't hit it. And I feel like that took some adjusting, but I think he's rounding into form. Yeah, and I think Ole Miss could have a pretty good rotation in Etheridge and Casey and. Uh, and 
who am I forgetting? Etheridge, Nikhazy, and Hogland. Um, closing those games out might be a little bit of an issue, but I think on the pitching surface that if you get those three guys and you get good outings for them, you're going to be okay in the, in the rotation. So it's – look, all is not lost with this team. They still have plenty of time to, to accomplish what they need to accomplish. But, I mean, we're, they're five series in now, and you've still got a lot of questions that remain. Yeah, so they've got to get – they've got to figure out the Saturday thing. they got to get Tyler Keenan going too. Yeah, he and Dillard, I'm not – because Dillard – Dillard's kind of had a rough stretch. Well, too. yes, uh, he has. He's also 0 for 16 with one strikeout, or 1 for 18. Yeah, he's made some hard out. contact and had some bad luck. But I think both of them have actually had some poor luck. What Keenan, remember the the on Saturday, they might have won the game if this goes through, but that kid catches the liner at first base that almost took his head off. Like yeah, he, yeah, he smoked the ball. So he's had some, he's had some, uh, he's had some bad luck. I'm not necessarily as worried about that, but like, they just like they're like some of it's some not it's I don't want to well it is kind of the offense is kind of smoke and mirrors at times. Yeah, I mean it's not the offense I expected coming into the year. I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought they returned so much that it was going to be really good, one of the best offenses in the country. And I don't think it's one of the best offenses in the SEC, much less the country right now. Well, I think it could be. Well, yeah, the the, the talents there, that's no doubt. Uh, the lineup is extremely inefficiently put together, um, but that's another story for another day. See, to me, I agree, but college baseball, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, I would I would disagree there. You you your leadoff guy hits more than your nine hole guy. I mean, that's that's just kind of math, you know, like Well, yeah, but like the, so with the with, Like so Cole Zabowski and to Mike's credit, he hit third today. Cole Zabowski is one of the best hitters. Why is he in the six hole? So we yeah, and so but we did this thing in the press box uh a couple weeks ago. We of course we get bored up there a lot. Um <laughs> We went through and like averaged out the at bats. Like Dillard hitting fourth instead of second is costing him like ten or eleven at bats. Decent amount of at bats. Still, but over the course of a season, like like yes, okay. that, that's. I'm not saying okay. it's nothing. I'm not saying it's nothing. Right. But would you rather have those at bats than not? Though is kind of my thing. Like I, I get that, uh, and I'm I'm agreeing with you in that sense. I'm just saying I don't think it's as significant, I guess, as you do. But like I, I agree, it's not it's not nothing. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think I think Thomas Diller hitting in the four hole is costing him a few few more at bats than uh, needs to be. But, but whatever, this offense right now is not performing at the level we thought it would be. Um, especially, I guess losing Nick Fortes and Will Golson. Look, those two guys were incredible college baseball players, but and they were the, the they were consistent. They, they were, were so consistent were. that like like none of these guys to me. Like Dillard against SEC pitching to me is never someone that's going to carry a lineup. I mean, he's a really good productive hitter, but like I want to see more than one weekend just because I think he could this year. That's fair, and it's still early. But like, like to your point about losing Golson and Fortes, those guys were such consistent hitters that there was no like. I think what you're seeing now is like, like larger chunks of the batting order are not hitting for stretches of the time, and when you plug in guys like that in the lineup. That makes it almost impossible for that to be the case. Yeah, and it's kind of wild. I didn't never in my wildest dreams did I expect that the lineup would not be set when they got into SEC play, but it's not. I mean, uh, you know, Jacob Adams is kind of struggling right now. Servidio is playing well, but I don't know what Ole Miss is going to do at the DH spot. You know, Kevin Graham gets the first two starts of the weekend. He doesn't hit. He hasn't really hit since the he's he hit in the first game in Louisville. Three game, three bad games in a row. They put Elko in today. He has a single. Um, 
I don't know what they do kind of from that spot going forward. It's going to be interesting to see just from the fact that I think you maybe give the at-bats to Elko because I think talent wins out. So I think he might be the guy going forward because I think the Chase Cockrell experiment is, is kind of done. Uh, it is. I mean, it, I think it is what it is at this point. I – I think you're end up probably being right with the Elko thing, but I think Graham is going to hit pretty well for them, and I think he's going to play. Maybe, um, yeah, that's that's interesting because I think I, I went in and figured it up. Elko started the year 0 for 14. Obviously, that's very bad. He's he's seven for his next 22, which is like a 318 average. And look, going seven for your tw- for going seven for 22 after going 0 for 14 is not going to replicate or not going to fix your average but i do think it's something that you should look at and he's had better at bats yeah than that i thought because I think, the first 14 he was pressing so hard it like you could tell it even just eye test you're look, like man those are some bad yeah exactly and look we saw the ball he hit in louisville like that the, thing went a long the, way the power is real um, and I, I just kind of think talent with him wins out. So I wouldn't be shocked going forward if, if he's the everyday DH. He doesn't strike out at the uh, rate Cockrell does, so it gives himself a chance. He's a better athlete too. So. You know, Mike hasn't been afraid to platoon things in the past, and I don't think it would be any different at DH. If neither one of them kind of grabs it and they hit in spots, he might platoon them like a long like, – Might do it. Yeah. I, I think I could see him doing that into May. I just think Elko needs it bats. Is, is I don't disagree there. there. I don't – yeah, and I don't know. I did, maybe Graham, it was just kind of a – Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a freshman. It happens. Yeah, Thomas exactly. Diller didn't hit well this weekend either. So, I, so what else? I mean, we did some – like, we did three, four, good. That's bad. I think when you're throwing a center fielder and a two – In the eighth game, inning? Uh, no. Yeah. Two is – like, I hate to, like, like use that facetiously and then kind of, like, poke fun at it because – Olenek's a pretty good pitcher. Oh, no, 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 yes. that he struck the first guy out on, like, that's a legit off-speed No, Olenek did nothing wrong. He he gave up the single. The uh, pitch the kid hit down the third base line was not a bad pitch. And so, no, Ron Olenek is is a SEC arm. I'll just put it like it is. He is an SEC arm, and Ole Miss is going to need him to get out. Well, I looked at Chase on Saturday, and I was like, he dumped a couple change-ups, and I think maybe a slider in there for a strike. I, I couldn't. It's so hard to tell from where what pitches are um, from where we're seated. And then he hits 91-92 with the fastball twice. And I was like, I mean, as currently constructed, that's a better repertoire than Zach Phillips is giving you right now, is it? Yeah, not? he just throws with his left hand. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Sorry, I mean, so we're, you're not talking about like, oh my gosh, they're like, like they're screwed because the center no. fielder's throwing meaningful innings. But it is a little, but the, with the depth you thought you had in the bullpen, it is a little indicative. It's a, in, indicative. That's the right word. You think if we told Mike Bianco back in February, on February the 10th that in the first SEC series that Ryan Olenek is going to be the setup guy for Parker Caracy, he would have believed you. No, but if you told him he pitched in some capacity. Like if he, well, I don't know his inning total, but if you said he pitched X innings at this point, I think he would believe that. I don't think he would believe this, <laughs> um, because like no, they were always going to let her let it get some work. The arm's too good to not. Yeah, that's still an all-time quote when someone asked him. He's like, "Is this just something you're experimenting with? You'll see in the midweek." And he's like, "You saw that? I don't know why you only use that in the midweek." <laughs> All-time Ryan Olenek quote, and he's had some good ones. And uh, he seems to be back operating more normally. He got hit by a pitch, which is kind of like a telltale sign for him as to whether yeah. he has a pulse. He leads the uh, world and hit by pitches. So, you know what's wild? Uh, Nick Suss, Clarion Ledger guy, good dude, uh, was actually looking it up on Saturday. And for a brief second 
on the season, when Keenan got hit Saturday, he passed Olenek. Really? One. I don't remember the exact number, but obviously, over the career, no, he's got it in the back. He leads the world. Yeah, I might do a story on that. I'm just, well, he's got more hit by pitches than walks. Yeah, and like, I just want to ask, because like, what ma- like what makes someone more susceptible to that? Obviously, wanting them wanting to pitch inside is the obvious thing, but like... You know, at some point this year, he's going to get hit by a pitch, and they're going to call because you know the rule, new rule is it's a strike. You know that's happening at some point this year, and, and Mike Bianco is getting ejected. Um, it hasn't happened yet, which is weird. I don't think he likes paying the fine. There's no fine. Is I, I think so. Is it? I thought you get a warning for head coach because I know you don't get suspended. You get one before you get suspended. I don't know. I'm so, I, I think so. I asked, well, we need to find this out. I, I asked someone that a while back, and I'm pretty sure. He doesn't do it because of the fine. I could be wrong about that. I don't. I'm not saying that with any certainty. Well, you know, Mike's gone He's out on a long leash twice this yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say two it. Lane, the two in the East Carolina one. Yeah, that's right. That was the other one. He's Speaking like, of which, a uh, kid that threw the no hitter. Did you see this? Threw a today? Perfect game. So Ma- maybe he's legit. <laughs> Yeah, he's been. Yeah, so the East Carolina Jake Kuchmaner is a strike away from no hitting Ole Miss through a perfect game today against Maryland. I yeah, believe. yeah, at home. Um, so maybe kids legit. I don't know. Yeah. So the last thing we didn't do is the NCAA tournament games. Five yeah. best. Uh, my five. Or not five best. My favorite opening round games to watch. My computer just died, so I don't have the list in front of me. So I'm going to go off my brain. <laughs> um, it was Murray State and. Uh, Marquette was my number one. Yeah. Uh, give me that all day. John Morant against Marcus Howard. I don't know. They're going to stay in front of him. I just think, like, that's must-see TV both ways. Like, that's going to be a fun game. Um, Muscleman's Nevada team against Mike White in Florida. Florida's winning that. Oh, I might have to disagree there. I think that's going to be a fun one. I don't think Nevada's playing, playing that well right now. That's fair. Oregon. Wisconsin. I know I I can't remember the other one I had. Well, so we'll go, we'll go go down yours. Uh, I have Wofford Seton Hall. I think Wofford is going to light Seton Hall on fire, and everybody gets to watch how good Wofford is because I don't think the world knows that they're one of the best teams. They're a top twenty-five team. Uh, I have Murray Marquette. Um, one the biggest upset I kind of see in the uh, tournament coming is Northeastern at can or not at Kansas Northeastern versus Kansas. I think Northeastern beats them because I don't think Kansas is very good. Uh, Villanova St. Mary's I think they kind of play the same style I think St. Mary's can make that a miserable basketball game and have it a two or three point game and then the game where there will be combined 98 points Oregon Wisconsin Um, Oregon is playing really well right now they're one of the best defensive teams in the country and Wisconsin hates points so it'll be one of the I think that 6-11 game is going to be one of the best games of the tournament yeah hard to disagree with any of those um I'm trying to pull up this bracket on my phone because I had two more good ones and now I'm I'm, I'm really upset. At we myself. should we should have a bracket challenge. I should have a better computer ch- or I have a computer charger on me. This is just dumb. Um, <laughs> Louisville, Minnesota is funny. Richard Patino, um, obviously playing Louisville is kind of kind of humorous. Um, what was oh Houston, Georgia State. So, um. The Simon kid that kind of tore Ole Miss a little bit up in November last year, Ron Hunter, one three one quirky zone. I'm not necessarily sure Georgia State can win that game, but like Ron Hunter's had success in the NCAA tournament. Yes, like, you face a team that plays a really unique zone like that. Yeah, uh, like that that could be. No, I think Houston is really really good, and I, I think they're a second weekend team easily. But that game could get weird. Yeah. Uh, 
Very much so. Um, the other one. Georgia I have, State can make shots too. They score. Yeah, and that kid, honestly, that took that Simon kid is a kid that you might look up in like a year and a half and has made an NBA roster. Yeah. Um, what does Kansas State Irvine interest you? Yes, because be I think Irvine's winning the game. Really? So yeah, I think Irvine. I don't know who the do you have? Who's the four there? Um, that is the four. Okay, so Irvine's the thirteen. Who's the five? Uh, that's the Wisconsin Oregon bracket. Okay, so Irvine's going to the Sweet Sixteen. Really? That's that. I I think Irvine's really really good. They're seniors. I I wouldn't. I'm not. I, I'm. I think they beat Kansas State, and I'm not shocked at all if they beat Wisconsin or Oregon because both of those teams play the same style that Irvine does. Man, Irvine's pretty good. Like they went to A and M, and I know A and M sucks. They went to A and M and let them on fire this year. There are also some really gross games in here. Yes. Um. Like honestly, in some ways, I don't really like watching Minnesota play basketball. Louisville, Minnesota could be kind of gross. Uh, Baylor, Syracuse. Oh god, there will be eight points. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. Um, they gotta put that. That's like the late game too. It's like the eight forty-five tip. VCU, UCF. Uh, UCF's winning. Um, I'm trying to find though. Obviously, we win. Oregon, Wisconsin will be just nasty. Um. Utah State-Washington is interesting because Washington's kind of good when they want to be, but Utah State's got a really good team, and I think yeah. that could get weird. Yeah, Sam Merrill and Enkeda, those guys, those guys can really play. Um, I remember looking at New Mexico State. They play Auburn. That's it. That's one, that was another one on my list. New Mexico State, I forget that cat's name, but he's done a hell of a job in year one. Yeah, because um, P.J. They're Ware, good. yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think Auburn, Auburn's playing well. They probably win the game. So those are some of the ones I'm most looking forward to. Oh, if St. John's wins the first four game, just that level of talent that, against that Buffalo team. Is that Arizona State? Is that yes, they play? Arizona State, St. John's. I don't know who wins that game because neither one of those teams seems to show up half the time. Well, they don't play defense. Yeah, and so I don't know. But if if that if St. John's gets to the Buffalo game, that could be interesting. That's two New York teams, isn't it? St. John's is New. New York City, right? Uh, yeah. Really okay. New York Blue Bloods going at it yeah. there. Um, I think that's about all I had. I don't – none of these other – obviously, I love the NCAA tournament. I will watch every single game I can when I'm not working. But none of these other games, at least that I'm going through, just kind of stuck out as, ooh, that could get interesting. LSU, Yale is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Yale can play. Yeah. And then they had the whole, like, Aunt Becky scandal going on versus LSU <laughs> scandal. Um, so – yeah, that's about that's and that's been our NCAA tournament breakdown. That was very organized and concise. Um, so, you got anything else? Uh, no. Going forward, uh, basketball on Friday, eleven forty. Uh, they played two baseball games this week, right? Yeah, Pine Gets, Bluff twice as a makeup for uh, Wright State. Wright State. That'll fix it. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's all for now. We'll be back. We might be back Tuesday. I'm, I'm, I'm debating. Depends on travel. But we'll be back in the middle of the week, and then we'll have one right before the game on Friday. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you then. See you all. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.